Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Shekilola Salami Show. It's a podcast show set in a virtual cafe. Um, today I've been doing some baking. Yesterday I did some Oreo cake. Or I baked an Oreo cake. Um, those of my followers who follow me, both on my blog or on my podcast, they know that my favorite cake is an Oreo cake. Um, and this morning um, I woke up and I decided to do some, um, bake some bread. So I've just been, I've got my baking mojo going on. So this is the first time in a long time since I've done any baking, um, you know, recently. Anywho, so who have I got here today? I've got some bread, homemade breads to share. Is anyone here? Yes, uh, this is, I have had the chance and opportunity to be a guest as a girl you show. And I'm extremely happy and elated because I have the opportunity or privilege is better to express my significant thoughts and ideas to, to people. And perhaps uh, they may find it of use. And of course, what the person may listen to and respond to may be of greater use to me. Let me talk a little about myself. I'm a, edu- I'm a consultant. Sorry, what's by, your name? Because I think I don't think. My name can... is Andrew Shatkin, and okay. I'm a writer, speaker, and teacher. I have written five books, five published books. Three of them are are theological, for want of a better word, are Christian in their orientation, and I want to say that is that happens to be very important to me as a person. Okay. Hello, Andrew. Um, yeah. So what are the other books called? So you said the other books, there are two other books are legal, legal treatises, and I um, have written five book chapters in the area of law, and I'm preparing in the process, just like you are baking bread, Zagolia, I am preparing a book, not to <laughs> say anything wrong, but I, um, I, uh, I'm preparing a book on the Psalms, and then I'm doing one on the sayings of Christ and the Gospels, and, uh, and also uh, one on the miracles, biblical miracles. The only say, okay. when I talk about these particular matters, these are, these are, are matters that are very important to me. Uh, I, even though many people in the modern world, you might say, see these beliefs or these ideas are unscientific or, or incorrect, or irrelevant, that's fine. Okay, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree that this man, Christ, said things that nobody has ever quite said. He says the poor are blessed. And I'm not aware that in our society, people go along with that particularly. Matter of fact, they completely reject it and want to buy their next car and, and get a whatever they want in terms of material goods. I think they're wrong. 
Okay, yeah. but that's my view. Okay. And, and uh, uh, for me, uh, as I said, I'm also, I do radio shows and I have my own podcast. Oh, really? And, uh, What's it called? When I say these things, I'm not trying to impose on people. I respect different views and thoughts. As I said to someone the other day, you can be a Marxist and I'll, I'll talk to you. I will talk to anyone because, not, because according to my thinking, people have extremely significant value persons. And I'm not prepared to discount anybody on any basis. I detest racial classifications. I disgust, detest people being pegged for their sexual, whatever the sex they have. Uh, Jesus, it says in the first chapter of Genesis, and I'm gonna say this, because I think it's the most profound insight you're gonna find, is God created male and female equally. There's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, there, there, that is the beginning point of feminism in the second chapter of Genesis. <laughs> okay. But I'm curious, though. So you've written law books as well. So how did you get into both sides of the coin? How did I get into what? How did you get into writing books on law and books on... Well, I have a law degree and I practice law. Uh, and right presently, I'm doing mostly this radio work and speaking engagement and writing. But I've had quite a bit of 20 years legal experience, and I have a degree, uh, one would hope, of knowledge that I communicate with these law books. Okay. Okay, cool. So when did, you publish your when did you publish your first book? My first book, there was a book chapter. It was called Race Gesti. It was a technical legal subject. And I would say I did that. It's got to be a while ago. I can't say how long, at least 20 years ago. Okay. And, and also, how uh, did you publish it? Was it self-published or did you have the... No, it was re regular publisher. Okay. How did you get your publisher? Uh, well, uh, I wrote to people proposing these uh, topics. Right. So what, you just contacted a publisher and they just accepted it? They accepted it, yes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And have you been with the same publisher? Um, no, uh, I also was with, that was with, at the time, that publisher was Matthew Bender. And I've written other law books. Um, uh, I don't remember the publisher. I know that uh, one was West Publishing Company. It was a book chapter on family law published by West. That is not self-published. And uh, then I wrote a... Uh, uh, another uh, law book, uh, another law book. I don't remember the publisher, to tell you the truth. But offhand, it was part of a legal encyclopedia. Okay, so, okay. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so what have you been up to now? So what's your latest book? When did you publish it? My, my latest book has been a book on the parables. I have it right in front of me. The parables of Jesus, a personal commentary. Okay. And um, it analyzes and sets forth what I say is the uh, particular point of each parable in the New Testament. Of course, Segolia, as you know, our society, for better or for worse, I'm not criticizing, is moving in a somewhat secular direction. In a what? Secular direction. Okay. It is not, we don't live in a, a religious oriented system of thought at this point in time. 
Right. Okay. That's fine. So when this um, this parable book? When did you publish this it? This came out in two thousand seventeen. Uh, number of places I bought. Actually, a lot a lot of very very peculiar places buy my book. Not peculiar. I mean, out of the way places. For example, this book bought by a Roman Catholic university called Sophia in Japan. Uh, it was also uh, so that's one place it was published. It was published in a number. Of, it was it was bought by a number of universities. Rice University in Texas. Uh, as I say, one particular book called Essays on the Christian Worldview had a huge number of libraries that bought this, and because they're 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 academic books, basically, you know. Right, and okay. uh, this was three very significant Protestant seminaries in Holland bought it. Yeah. That's one of them. That book, Essay of the Christian World, you had a very wide, uh, wide public that uh, bought it. Right. Okay. So now I'm just curious, though. Um, what do you see, or you know, so after publishing um, so many books, you know. What have you learned from this journey? Because, you know, this book, sure, you know, is about books and publishing. And I always like to learn something new from, you know, from my guest. So what have you learned in your journey in publishing? Right. As I have lived and read, prepared these books, uh, and prepared these books, which are based not only on legal knowledge, but on theological knowledge, I have, as I say, I have concluded and I, I'm not afraid to say it because I know that our society doesn't quite go along with this, or maybe some people don't like it. Okay. But too bad. I believe Jesus is the point of contact, and uh, that's my position, and that's what I've learned, and that's what I, I know I have. I learned it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discarding it. I'm not denying it. He no, is, I mean, what have you learned from publishing your book? From publishing my book, I have learned how to put together a book. Usually I do it in chapters. I usually prepare these books by chapter by chapter. That's what I learned on a gradual basis. That's what I've learned in terms of publishing. It's a gradual process. Yeah, no, very true. Um, because my style of, I mean, I've heard people say that it's better to have an outline and, you know, have the you know, what you're going to cover in each chapter. Whereas when I've written my books, I've literally just gone with the flow because, um, yeah, that's just how it's worked for me because then I, it makes me sound like a crazy person. But when the characters want to be written, they tell me what to write when and when to write it. Um, so it's quite interesting to see, you know, when someone does, you know, writes their own book, you know, in a completely different um, way. Uh, Sigolia, uh, because I know you've written books, please email me your website or the, or the names of the books. Where can I obtain them? Because I might, I'm sure I'll find great value in them. <laughs> okay, well, my books are children's books. Um, so, that's okay. Okay, that's fine. I will, I will, um, I will send it. I will send you. Uh, my, for anyone listening, my website is shagilolasalami.co.uk. So if you're listening to the show, you probably know how to spell my name. Um, cause, you know, I do, Sigolia. Yes, um, but if you go on Amazon or you go to any of your favorite book retailers, you'll see, um, you know, if you just type in my name, it'll come up with um, the few books that I've written. But yes, I will, I will appreciate um, 
the support. Uh, well, yes, and I feel bad. You know, we are in a virtual cafe and you've not even asked for a drink. If you go to a normal cafe, well, what's your normal poison? What would you have? My one I is called chocolate. I have to say that, Sigoli, and this is not meant to be an offense, uh, but I, I really don't drink. You wouldn't even have hot chocolate? I, I, I don't. don't do I very rarely drink anything, extremely rarely. You don't even drink water? What? I drink water, but I don't drink liquor particularly, no. Yeah, but this is a cafe. People go to a cafe not to get alcohol. Well, I don't think so. Well, I might drink a soda maybe or a glass of water. Right, uh, okay. I wonder what type of cafes you guys have in America. You're in America, right? What? You're in America, right? I'm in America, right. Yeah, so I wonder what type of cafes, because I thought we had similar cafes. Ours, I don't think they routinely sell alcohol in cafes here. Um, normally, when people go to a cafe, they would order either a hot chocolate. Oh, I see what you're saying. Coffee. I didn't understand what you meant by the term cafe. I thought you meant like a bar. <laughs> no, it's okay. Now I have a better understanding of what you were trying to uh, uh, tell me. And yeah, I would have a cup of coffee, maybe. Okay, how do, how do you normally like your coffee? Yeah, I, I often uh, go to places and have a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate or a uh, uh, that kind of thing. Okay, so what's your favorite drink then when you go to it? What do you call it? If, if it's not a cafe, what do you guys call it? Because I know that English terms and American terms are different. Well, I suppose I don't think... The word, the use of that word is that common here. Mostly bars, mostly it's bars. Uh, I, I guess there are cafes, but they're not very greatly featured. Right. Well, okay. they don't call them that. They may call them a, a, a diner, maybe. Right, I see. Uh, okay. So what would you call Starbucks then? Because at least I know you have Starbucks. Starbucks right? is a... It's a it's, it is a cafe. It's it's a coffee coffee bar. I guess that's the best way to put it. Right. I see. Uh, okay. I've been duly educated on American slangs and terms today. Okay. <laughs> so if you go to a coffee bar, right? Whereas here we would say you know cafe. Um, right. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's that's quite interesting. I always like to. I always find the differences in the way we refer to the same things quite um interesting right so what are you what are you working on another book at the moment yes i am working on a book on the psalms let me say this one one comment you said that you wrote children's books yeah i am a person i i've greatly have great great respect and i love conversing with little kids i'll tell you okay they have a great deal to say yes they do Oh, don't I know it. <laughs> sure, if you're a mom, you know that. But uh, the kids have a lot to offer when you, maybe more than adults. Yes, my, my daughter, she's, I call her my little madame because, you know, she's a little madame and she has, she has a lot to say. Um, but I guess, you know, the good thing for me being an author is, you know, I, I consume a lot of books with my daughter and just today, she was like, you know, because I don't know if you're familiar with this um, channel on YouTube. It's called Ping Fong. And they created, I'm guessing they, they're the ones who created it. They created this um, 
song called Baby Shark, right? It's like Baby right. Shark. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they created it and it's literally gone viral in the UK, right? Like literally, uh-huh. like there have been gym workouts with it. There's been concerts with it. It's been really... So this morning, you know, my daughter was listening to it. And then, you know, there was a book cover. I think somebody was holding a book um, with, you know, Baby Shark. And she goes, oh, mommy, can I get a new book, please? And she was like, oh, yes, I know I've got loads of new books, but I want a shark book, right? So it's like, in one hand, I'm really <laughs> proud of my daughter, right? That she's literally, she's only four and she's really happy consuming loads of books. And, you know, she's like, her bookshelf is literally spilling with books. And it's like, I'm thinking we probably need a bigger shelf, you know, to take all her, you know, all her books. And then she is going, she wants new books. And I'm like, great, we need new books now. Yay. But then it's like, great, we need new books again. So <laughs> I would love to meet your daughter to talk about books with her and look and talk about her books. <laughs> I'd like to do that. Yeah, you know, so um, but you know, she's 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 four, she can't read it, but it's quite interesting that she um and oh I feel bad. It's like I think if you talk to any parent, right? Parents never get tired of talking about their children. I think I'm getting I'm boring everybody else who's listening. Not at all. <laughs> I'd love to hear about your daughter. How okay. old is she? She's four. She's a little girl. She's four, but she'll tell you she's not a she's not a little girl. She says she's a big girl. Um, but <laughs> she likes you know she likes but she, um, we've done a puppet show. So if you've ever been on my Facebook page, you know we we're always getting these boxes from Amazon, and I was like, I need to do something else with it. Uh, and so um, I then created a puppet stage you know where you've got the white screen and then the lamp behind it and then you've got all your characters and we're making stories of so yes you know that's that's what we're gonna do so yes if you come from a creative household you know your kids then end up being very creative as well i found out yeah that's great i mean uh, and i'm sure that if i had i have this i really have a great regard for your young children and they're thinking uh, if I had a chance to talk to her, I'm sure I could ha- have a lot of a lot of insights that she would offer me. Possibly, yes. You know, she would probably jump all over you. Um, she's very active. Um, uh, yes, so <laughs> that's it. But it's not about my little girl. It's about you. Um, so, yeah. So, do you have any kids? No, I don't. But I like kids. And um, I think they are, they are the, they are, they are the, the, the basis of, of any kind of thinking that's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, well, you know, from, you know, you being an author, you being um, a lawyer, because, and again, what is your law term? Are you a barrister? Are you a solicitor? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trial lawyer. I conduct trials. Okay. So uh, and uh, also I do appeals. Okay. I do appeal. I've been doing it lately. I'm doing this uh, radio work lately. I think I may go back to it uh, in in a few months. But um, at least, uh, okay. Although I like what I'm doing because uh, hmm. I I like. I'll tell you something. I like communicate. I like to have conversations where people can offer me their ideas, opinions, and thoughts. Because I'm not prepared to discount a person who has a difference of opinion with me. Yeah. Well, that's the way to go, I think, uh, you know, because sometimes we can learn something new from someone else's um, opinion. Um, but, you know, we're coming to that time where I have to kick out everybody. But before I do so, um, 
what five pieces of advice would you offer your younger self if you could go back in time in terms of what you've learned um, from when you first wrote your first book okay. to where we are today now, where you are today? This is what I have learned. And it took me a long time to understand this, that I don't stereotype people. You can find great intellectual ability in very, for one of a word, very humble people, maybe a farmer, maybe a gas station attendant. It is not merely found in the people who fill, I'm, I hate to say this, I mean, uh, who fill in the, in, the, in the highest positions in society. I don't think so. Uh, therefore, I will listen and learn from everyone because I am convinced that intellectual ability is not confined to people who have wealth, who people who go to the best schools. I don't think so. Okay. So is that five things? What? Is that five? How many have you given? Now I lost track. I didn't hear you, Sigoli. Could you say it again? I asked for five things you've learned. Five, oh, five things. That's one. I didn't know it was five. That's one of them that I don't discount anybody in intellectual abilities, that in all sections of that. And I tell you that in, in Africa, where a person may have no opportunities, their thinking may be as great or profound as anybody you can find. Number two, I believe that I believe that when people struggle and have difficulties in suffering. It, it raises them. It, 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 when you don't have some difficulties and haven't endured some trials, you're not able, to, I think, to exercise proper compassion on other people and their difficulties. Number two. Number three, I don't feel that I am, I don't entertain the view which many people might, yes, you're going to find people who are going to do this earlier, who think they're superior, who think other people are superior because of the job or position they hold. I don't particularly go along with that. I don't think it's true. That's three. The fourth one is that the root, I, I'm still convinced that it is in books, it is in books and reading that, that people come to knowledge and thought creatively. I don't think that being on your cell phone all day is gonna be terrible helpful to you or taking a lot of emails, okay? That's four. The fifth one is that, um, the, uh, I, I know and I'm convinced that Jesus offers eternal life, eternal joy to every single created human being. Yes, I believe that. And that's how I view people as having infinite individual value. Fabulous. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if someone wanted to connect with you, um, how are they going to do it? Yes, just use my email address, A.S.C.H.A.T.K.I.N. 48 at gmail.com. Right. And are you on Twitter or are you on Facebook? Uh, yes, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. And you may find me in those places. And believe me, if they find me and they email me, they will get a response. And they right. will be treated with the, 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 uh, the significance that I regard them as having. Right. What is your Twitter handle? Uh, I don't have it at this point. Uh, um, I could email it to you. Okay, if you do that, I'll then email I'll email you my Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn account. Okay, yeah, if you do that, then I'll share it with everybody else. Okay, that was really nice talking to you, Sigolia.
Yes, it's a pleasure. Uh, well, everybody, this is the Shegulala Salami Show. Um, and until next time, I'll catch you again. And oh, quick one, quick one, quick one. I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave a comment or a review. Yes, I'd be happy to do that anytime. Yes, and anyone listening too, you could, I would really appreciate it if you could either leave a review via however way you normally listen to the show or leave a review on my website just so I know what you think of the show in general. Um, but yeah, so until next time, it's the Shagilala Salami Show. Bye now. Bye, Sigoli, and maybe we can talk again. Yes. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.